When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does your wife start meaningful conversation with you? Does she bring her problems to you? If the answer to this is no, then it's probably a good indication that your wife does not think you're very approachable. Today, we're going to take some time to unpack how you can become a more approachable husband. And yes, even if you're really, really good at being approachable, I think you'll still have something to learn. So let's dive into today's content. Welcome to the Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, a.k.a. The Husband Coach. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Husband Coach's Corner. Today, we're going to be unpacking what it means to be an approachable husband. Now, before we get too far into the content, I want to make you aware of marriagedrills.com. Check the description box below, but that's one of the best ways of staying in contact and keeping up to date with the Husband Coaches Corner. And if you join the email list, you get a free wife journal. It comes straight to your email. All you have to do is sign up for the email list. I don't spam you. I only send out emails when it needs to be sent out. So, Let's talk about approachability and being a husband that's approachable. I think uh, this is something that is very important. Now, if you work in the business setting, I think you understand the importance of being approachable. But at home, I think we tend to uh, push that off to the side and we'll say things like, oh, my wife knows that she can come talk to me. She knows that she can bring her problems to me. but you may not be giving off the signals to your wife that she can come and talk to you or that you're even approachable. So that's going to be our focus today. How can we grow our approachability and make sure that our wife understands that we are available uh, and that we are approachable so she'll bring us these problems? Because here's the caveat to not having approachability in your marriage. When you're not approachable and there's a problem, she'll hold it until it becomes this nuclear type of problem that then you're like, oh, man, I got to deal with all this conflict resolution. Uh, My wife is so dramatic. She's overly emotional. But if she can come to you when the problem is fairly small and you can deal with that, then you guys probably won't have such a harsh conflict to deal with down the line. And this just improves your marriage, your communication skills, your relationship. So you want to be approachable. Now, for all the ladies that are listening, you also want to be approachable. If you find yourself being aggressive when your husband tries to ask you questions or speak to you, then maybe you should also learn how to be a little bit more approachable. Uh, I do know that there are some ladies that listen to this podcast and. So I just wanted to make it very clear. Approachability can go both ways and it does go both ways. 
today we are going to focus primarily on how husbands can be more approachable because for our wives, it's a little bit different. And I don't think I'll make an episode on that uh, unless I get requests that, you know, you guys want to hear that information. So what are the pros of being approachable? Well, I've already covered these, but I'm just going to run down the list. First, things that bother your wife will not get covered up. All right. She's going to bring them to your attention a lot sooner. The next one is this is a proactive way of uh, reducing the amount of harsh conflicts that you run into down the line that become these really, really big issues. All right. You want to make sure you're approachable so you can solve those issues. And then the last one, your wife will feel more open uh, to being part of the team and your marriage. And she doesn't feel like she's just along for the ride and she's some prize that you won. All right. Now, that last one may not be the case for your marriage. You may not be in that window, but there can be some things that you do that make her feel that way. So just understanding and being a little bit more aware and uh, mindful, if you will, of how your wife receives the things you say and the things you do, then that will help with that last one. But we're focusing on approachability. So here's the deal. You need to show your wife that you are available. All right. You need to show your wife that you're available. Now, we can accidentally put up some barriers that would lead us to making our wives feel or lead our wives to making them feel like we are not available to them. All right. Some of these things could be the way we respond, like yelling. If you yell, uh, my recommendation to you right now is to find a different tone to speak in. You don't have to yell. And that way it is more impactful when you get to a point where you have to yell. And I don't think that you really ever have to get to that point unless there's a safety concern involved. But moral of the story, yelling, it just shows that you are out of control of your own emotion. If you have to yell, it's because you have allowed yourself to get into such an angered manner that you just feel like you have to speak louder than everyone. Uh, Because even if people aren't listening, uh, one of the best things you can do is just stop talking. Because that gets everyone's attention really, really fast. But the more you talk, the more other people feel they need to talk. And then it drives that, that it builds this uh, tension. But if you just stop talking and let the other person talk, then it's hard to have a conversation with yourself, right? So yelling, you can remove that from your uh, response to your wife. But that is an instant barrier. Uh, because if your wife believes that you're going to yell at her every time she comes to talk to you, would you want to talk to someone who's going to yell at you all the time? Probably not. So get rid of yelling. The next one is uh, showing signs that you are annoyed when she interrupts you while you're doing something else. Now, I'm, I have been guilty of this one. And from time to time, I'm still guilty of this where I'm doing something. My wife, she'll come to the office, whatever. and uh, I will not give her the attention that she deserves, right? So I'm not coming to you as this perfect uh, husband, you know, that is just the most approachable. I have room to grow. That's that's the crux of this, right? We want to grow every day uh, and we want to learn to love our wives in the process of growing. So 
moral of the story, uh, if you show that you are annoyed that you're being interrupted when your wife comes in, then that's an instant barrier because whenever you're doing something, she's going to be like, oh, no, I can't go talk to him. And you miss an opportunity to learn something that's on your wife's heart. All right. So don't show that you're annoyed, even if you are annoyed. Right. I'm not going to tell you and sit here and, and, and be like, oh, yeah, you, you should never get annoyed when your wife comes to talk to you. Like because that would not be realistic. All right. We, we're, we're people. We're human. Uh, and we have annoyances, things that annoy us. They annoy us. Right. However, give your wife grace. Now, that's going to be in a later episode, but you give her grace and you turn around and you say, OK, hey, what's up? I want to I want to hear what it is that you have to say. And you, you put your wife as a priority and uh, you'll see how that ties into one of our later points in this episode. And then uh, the next barrier is always being busy doing something else. Now, if you find yourself constantly busy doing stuff, then you should probably look at what your routine is because this could be a unintentional barrier. Like I like to stay busy. I like to do things and, and I just, I, that's me, right? However, I mentioned it in the previous episode, but, uh, whenever my office door is open, my family knows that I'm available to them. Even if I am doing something, because I am going to be doing stuff, but my family knows that I'm available to them. So it's okay. And that helps a lot when I'm dealing with a conflict with uh, my wife or even with my kids. When they see the door open, they know, okay, I can go talk to my dad or I can go talk to my husband. And then that just brings us a lot closer together. So Make sure that you are uh, cognizant of what you're doing and if it's leading to making your wife feel like you are not available because you're constantly doing something. And, you know, if you couple this with the previous thing of being annoyed when you're interrupted doing stuff, uh, that can really, really uh, drive a barrier of making it seem as though you are unapproachable. So. Just keep that in mind. Now, there are some ways to improve this behavior, right? It's just behavior. That's all. If you look at those three things that I pointed out, yelling, being annoyed and doing stuff, then those three things are just behaviors that can be adjusted. Now, how do you do this? Well, I've already alluded to one of them, which is adjust your tone when you speak to your wife. Always think about this when you talk to your wife. I love this woman and I want to show her in my word and deed or in my words and what I say and how I act. What you say and how you say it will pay dividends to your communication skills and relationship with your wife that you just don't even realize yet. Okay. So you definitely want to do this. The next one is smile, make eye contact with her um, and let your wife know, even when she's interrupting you, that it is OK because she has more priority than the thing that you are doing. 
Okay. Now, obviously, if you set some clear boundaries, like I said, when my office door is closed, my wife knows that this is my uh, time that I need. Please give me my space. Uh, but even still, when my door is closed, she knows that there's certain things that she can still come to me for, uh, because that's just the way it is. Like if she has a, a really bad issue and she's hurt, then I'm going to stop what I'm doing because I want to at least know what's going on. Right. And that's part of being mindful, but, uh, we'll get to that in another episode. Again, today we're talking about approachability. Uh, I've already shared these four characteristics with you. So, uh, and then the next portion is schedule a routine time to speak with your wife. Now, if you have heard any of my podcasts or my, my content before, you know, that it's very important to schedule dedicated time to be with your wife. This has to be protected time. And what I mean by that is If you say at eight o'clock every night, I'm going to spend time with my wife doing whatever it is, talking, playing a video game, watching TV, going for a walk. I don't know if you're walking at eight o'clock at night. Cool. Good for you. Maybe you got a home gym and you want to work out. Whatever that thing is, keep that protected. Don't let a business meeting take over. And if it does, uh, then make it the uh, the exception. Like, hey, today I have to do this, but this is only going to happen maybe once a month, right? Or whatever is realistic for your lifestyle and and your marriage. But the point that I'm making here is if you put it on the calendar, you want to protect it and you don't want to let anything else intrude or interrupt that. This shows your wife that you or that she means uh, a lot to you and that she's a priority. I've already talked about prioritizing your wife. You can check the episodes on that. Uh, But this is that exact same concept. And when you do this, you also have to make sure that you follow through with being there. Don't just put it on the calendar and be like, oh, yeah, eight o'clock every night. I'm going to talk to my wife. And then you never talk with her or you never do the things with her. Because that's just as irrelevant. Honestly, that's worse, especially if she knows it. Uh, that's worse than not having it on the calendar and not spending time with her. So my recommendation to you is put it on the calendar, do it, make sure she knows it because you want her to respect this time as well. Uh, and make sure that you guys sync it. Maybe it's not the same time every day, every single night. Uh, but this is definitely an opportunity for her to know that you are available uh, because that is her, that is her time. Uh, and I love my wife when she comes and tells me if I'm not giving her enough time, uh, she'll come and say, it's my turn. And that is probably the clearest signal that I need to stop what I'm doing and give her attention. Man, it, like if you don't get that, if your wife doesn't come and tell you it's my turn then you're probably setting up some of those barriers and you're not approachable. My wife feels comfortable telling me, no, Chris, it's my turn. I need you now. I want you now. Right. And there's a difference between need and want. I'll get into that in maybe a later episode. But 
when my wife comes to me and she says, it's my turn, she's saying, I want, I want to be with you. If your wife is not coming and saying, it's my turn, she may not have the desire to be with you. Or she's afraid that you're going to yell, which again, that is a desire not to be with you because she doesn't want to come and approach you. You have to change your behavior if that is not happening in your marriage. Your wife should be coming to you and she should feel comfortable enough to say, it's my turn. I need you now. I want you now. All right. So uh, showing your wife that you're available, that is the first step to improving your approachability. Uh, The second one, and this is huge. I probably should have led with this, but this is huge. Do you listen to your wife when she is speaking to you? Do you listen to your wife when she is speaking to you? See, if you are not paying attention, she's not going to share with you the deeper things. You'll get the surface level stuff. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, fine. Okay. You know, hey, honey, how was your day? It was okay. It was fine. Okay. And then you'll, you'll probably say something along the lines of, oh, all right, cool. And then that's the end of the conversation. And for some relationships, maybe that's as far as you need to go when it comes to how was your day. But you're losing an opportunity there to learn what ups and downs happened uh, in her day. You know, I'm in youth ministry. And one of the things that we uh, start our small group time with is highs, lows, and buffaloes. Now, I don't know about the buffaloes, but the highs and the lows we really get. Maybe you've heard of this concept before, but moral of the story, we're letting them share either the highest point of the day or the lowest point of the day or just something that's completely random, right? It is an opportunity for them to talk and just be open and be themselves. That's what we want in our marriage. So maybe you can incorporate the high lows and buffaloes instead of saying, hey, how was your day? You can say, hey, honey, tell me the the best part or the worst part or just something random that happened to you today. All right. So that's the first step. You got to get to the point where you're listening and you got to get her to want to share the information with you. Now, once she shares this information with you, I have to I got to give you like the golden ticket when it comes to this. All right. You have to make eye contact. Like if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm looking right into the lens. I'm telling you, like I'm looking into your eyes. You have to make eye contact. There's something about eye contact when it comes to speaking uh, that it feels uncomfortable and unnatural until you do it regularly. Once you do it more frequently or on a regular basis, it's not that big of a deal. And when you do this with your wife, there's a different level of connection when you communicate, especially when you're when you want to show her that you're paying attention to what it is that she's saying. Look into your wife's eyes. Now, uh, I think it was in Love and Respect. There was some book. I, I can't remember which book it was, but uh, the author of the book said, I didn't realize how important it was to look into my wife's eyes until I was talking to my daughter in the middle of a dark room. And she said, you're not looking at me. 
catch that. You're not looking at me. What? And, you know, I don't know if this is a real thing or not, but I do know that with my wife, this works with my kids. This works when I talk to them and I look them in the eye. They feel connected. They know that I hear them and that I'm listening to what it is that they have to say. I feel like that goes universal with everyone, but there's something about women that just want that connection and they want to know that you are listening. And the way that you can physically show that you are listening is you look them in their eye. And I'm not saying like a stare down, like, you know, it's a staring competition, but you look them in the eye and you just, like you're wondering, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I really care about what it is that you have to say. And what you're saying is really interesting. All right. Now, the next piece is, uh, do you wonder why your wife is speaking? If you're looking her in the eyes, but you're thinking about the next meal or uh, going to work or whatever, then you have to regain your focus and put it back on your wife. She deserves it. You need to do that. This is going to help with your approachability because uh, if you wander and she's like, hey, what do you think about that? And you're like, huh? You just failed the test. All right. I fail this test often. So I know. I know that this test you can fail even when looking in your wife's eyes. However, you got to catch yourself while you're wandering. And here's a here's a tip. All right. Just a little secret. If you find yourself wandering and then you refocus on what it is that she's saying, when she is in the middle of a sentence, ask yourself, do I understand what she's talking about? If the answer to that is no, do not let her continue speaking. Stop her right there and say, hold on, wait a second. I didn't catch that. Can you can you just uh, word that again? Right. Something along those lines. This is going to let her know that you're paying attention or at least that you care enough to ask her to repeat it again so you can gain what it is that she's saying. Now, this could be dangerous in a conversation where it's more of an argument or something that she deems important. So you got to tune in at the beginning of the conversation and give her the un- your undivided attention to gauge what's going on in that conversation. And that actually leads me to the next point. Are you engaged with other things or are you engaged with her? If you're scrolling through your phone, you're probably going to miss those, uh, those words or the things that she's saying, the, the, the point that she's trying to make. You're going to miss her tone. And you can tell when your wife is telling you something that may be a little passive or when she's telling you something that is more important and that you should pay attention to because she really, really cares about whatever this thing is. You can tell in the excitement of her voice. So listen for tone, right? That's going to let you know if she's upset, if she's sad, if she's happy, if she's just concerned or confused, whatever. You're going to be able to pick up on these things. And if you don't know what your wife's tone is when she's saying certain things, then you don't talk to her enough. Period. You need to talk to your wife more if you can't pick up on the tone of what she's trying to convey when she says some of the things that she says or how she says the things that she says. All right. Now, the next thing when it comes to listening, do you summarize what she is saying when she's done speaking? This is paraphrasing, right? 
do you respond to her when she says something or are you just like, uh-huh, 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 yeah. And then you're just trying to get her done talking so you can go on to the next thing. Like as awkward as that was for me just to do that on the camera, think about how awkward and unsatisfying it is when the person you were just sharing information with did that to you. Like, I don't know if that is just the the communication you're used to, but that is not good communication. Communication, a conversation requires feedback. Now, uh, many of you know, I'm in the military and one of the biggest challenges in the military is we do not know how to communicate well with one another. And the reason I say that is because the rank structure typically makes it to where if the higher, if the person with the highest level of rank uh, is speaking, everyone else just has to say yes and agree. And sometimes that's not always the best method. And when you go back and you actually give that person with a higher rank more feedback uh, on what it is that he or she was saying, then conversation starts. And it's surprisingly uh, or it's surprising how many times, at least if the individual wants to hear what you have to say and you're actually bringing value to the conversation uh, because you're proving that you heard what he or she said and then uh, providing feedback, then it becomes a more value added conversation. Now, I'm not saying that you as the husband, you're a higher rank. You do have a level of authority in the marriage. And you are the head of the marriage. I'm not or, you know, a leader in the marriage. You are called to lead your wife, period. Or if you got questions about that, email me. I will be more than happy to explain that to you. But that is not to say that you are a dictator or a tyrant, that when you speak, that your words are the only words that matter. So you have to provide feedback to your wife that when she speaks, you heard what she said. And the feedback is not your opinion. The feedback is so, you know, she's telling you, hey, we need to go to to the mall and pick up Christmas gifts or whatever. Right. So the, the, the scenario is not as important. But what you respond to that with is, hey, so we need to go to the mall. Uh, I got that. OK. And we're going there to pick up Christmas gifts. Did I get that right? And she's going to think that you're silly or you're just trying to make fun of her. And you have to reassure her like, no, here's what I'm actually trying to do is rephrase what it is that you're saying and make sure that I heard what you're saying before I give you my feedback or my input uh, what or my thoughts on it. Because if I don't fully understand what it is that you're saying, then I'm missing it. And if she can't communicate it to you, then you guys are going to have this uh, tension in your relationship or just in that uh, conversation. So you want to give feedback that does not have your opinion in it, but is just regurgitating what she says in a paraphrased manner. Okay, Uh, and if this sounds familiar to anyone, it is coming from the speaker listener technique. So, again, you want to be an active listener. Uh, I don't think I said that, but that's what this whole thing is all about. Being an active listener, 
this is going to help you with any type of communication, but definitely going to help you in your marriage. Now, the beauty of this, because I, I actually practice being an active listener a lot, my wife, she really does love to come talk to me. She tells me almost anything. And, you know, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way because I love my wife and I respect her uh, to the highest degree. Right. However, sometimes my wife tells me stuff that is not important to me. That, that that's the truth. Your wife will when you are approachable, your wife will come and tell you that the sky is blue and you're like, OK, the sky is blue. Thank you. That's that's nice to know. I appreciate you telling me that the sky is blue. But the point that or the reason why that's so significant and such a blessing is that your wife feels confident enough that she can come talk to you about anything. So when there is a big issue that's going on, you're approachable enough to get that feedback from her to to open that line of communication as opposed to you being standoffish or she being standoffish because she thinks you're, you're not going to care. You're not going to listen. It's the same story or same thing every day, whatever. Right. So you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, that you're letting your wife know that you're approachable and that you're listening. Okay. Now, Ways to improve the listening, uh, your, your listening. I've already answered this, but you want to provide feedback in the middle of the conversation. Don't wait until the end because you're, if you're like me or, you know, most people, if you are not able to retain a lot of information all at once, you need to paraphrase in the middle and don't be afraid to stop her, right? It's not rude to stop a person in the middle of a thought. If you are lost, this goes back to that whole wandering thing, right? Uh, so if you find yourself at any moment, you're like, okay, what is she talking about? And what am I missing? You should stop her right there. Uh, unless, you know, she just started talking then wait for a few more context clues, right? However, if she's been talking for a little while and it's just going way over your head, uh, you should probably stop her and say, hey, honey, hold on for a second. Um, I'm not keeping up with what it is that you're trying to tell me what's going on. And then if you do know what she's saying, you can even turn it back and just be like, hey, here's what I'm hearing uh, you say right now. And I just want to make sure that I'm understanding because uh, I'm not quite sure if I do understand. Right. Again, this is all about seeking understanding when you have a conversation. Uh, that's another episode that I've already done. So if you are just now hearing this content, please go and listen to the understanding, uh, seeking understanding episode, because it's so important that that you understand to seek understanding. All right. And then the second thing is to stop what you're doing and give her the attention. All right. Uh, this is going to catch her off guard, especially if you're one of those people that gets annoyed whenever she comes in and says, hey, I got to talk to you about and then fill in the blank with the thing that she wants to talk to you about. If you if when she comes to talk to you, like 
You can say you're reading a book or you're on your computer. If you take the book, close it, set it down, and then turn around, make eye contact. This is going to be so off-putting to her. She's going to be like, whoa, what are you doing? Especially if you don't do this on a regular basis. However, it is going to pay dividends to your marriage. It is going to build your relationship and it's going to show your wife that not only are you changing the way that you speak to her, but you're changing the way that you even listen to her. Right. This is this is critical and this is going to help you in the long run. So you definitely want to make sure that you are paying attention to her when she comes to you now uh, and, and stop everything that you're doing. Uh, now, here's the drill that I got for you for the week and then and then we'll close it up. What was the last conversation like with your wife? Think back. Doesn't matter how long ago it was. It could have been today. It could have been yesterday or a week ago. Just think back to a conversation, whatever the last conversation you could recall. What was that conversation like? All right. Now that you have that. I want you to ask yourself if you've completed these things, right? Uh, the first step, did you stop doing what you're doing? All right. The, yes or no. The second step, did you look her in the eyes? Yes or no. Third, did you listen to her tone and pay attention to what it is that she was saying? All right. The next one. Ask yourself why she is telling you this. Did you ask yourself, hey, why, why is she telling me this? The fifth one, did you paraphrase the things that she said to you? Did you paraphrase it back to her? Even if it was just a short little conversation. Uh, but, you know, for this drill, maybe you want to think back to a more uh, long conversation. But ask yourself, did you paraphrase back to her? Yes or no? And then. Uh, the next one is, did you ask questions about what she is saying to show that you were interested? So not only did you paraphrase back what she said, but did you ask her questions about what she said? Because that shows that you're interested, right? Uh, you always want someone to ask you questions about the things that you're telling them because that shows that they actually, one, they're paying attention, but two, that they care to drive the conversation a little bit deeper. Okay. Uh, and seven, did you ask her how you can help with whatever the thing was? Doesn't matter if it was a problem, if it was a good thing, if she's like, Hey, I had saved $5, uh, by switching my car insurance to whatever. All right. Um, you can say, Oh man, that's awesome. Can I help you in any way to like save more money? You see how you ask a question, it drives the conversation further. But when you ask to help, it instantly tears down that that uh, idea that you don't care. Because now I, I got to give a very, very important caveat. Don't ask how you can help if you're not genuinely going to help when she responds to you with, well, I could use help with dot, dot, dot. All right. If you know for a fact that you do not want to help with this, don't ask that question. Don't put yourself in a position 
Uh, and I would never like I would not be a very good coach if I told you to put yourself in these weird positions when you genuinely don't want to do it. All right. Uh, we want to work from a genuine place every single time when we're dealing with our wife. If it's not where you are, then don't put yourself there. Now, I do recommend that you find a way to get there uh, because getting there is going to be beneficial for you and for her. All right. Uh, so now we're on step number eight or question number eight. Um, if the conversation was emotional, did you follow up with her afterwards? All right. So if she like pours her heart out to you. Did you go back and check on her later that day or the next day? Or maybe even a week if it's appropriate. Because maybe that's the next step that you have in your conversation with your wife right now. I need to follow up with her. She told me all these things. She told me she was going to start school. And I haven't even asked her how school started. Right? These are the things that you should be doing. Now, if and this is regardless of how approachable you think you are or whatever the case may be. You should be doing these eight steps. The first one, stop everything that you're doing. Second one, look her in her eyes to, uh, you know, if that's a possibility. Right. Uh, the third one, listen to her tone and pay attention to what she's saying. The fourth one, ask yourself, why is she telling me this? The fifth one. Paraphrase what she is saying back to her to show that you hear what she's saying. The sixth one, ask questions about what she's saying. All right. The seventh one, ask her how you can help if there is something you can help with, but be genuine with this. Don't be fake. And then the last one, did you follow up with her? If you do these eight steps every time and you, you, you don't have to be perfect, right? You're not going to do all eight of these every single time. You may miss, uh, you know, a few of these. But if you're thinking like, okay, uh, can I ask her if I can help? Can I ask her uh, questions about what's going on? Can I? Am I paraphrasing back what she's saying? Am I hearing her tone, engaging what's going on? Did I follow up with her? The follow up is really the key here, uh, especially in an emotional conversation where she. And don't don't mistake the emotional conversation for um, a sad one where she's crying or anything like that. That can absolutely be an emotional conversation. But I'm talking about if she's excited, too, because if she's really, really excited about something and you don't follow up on that, that's like missing out on free chicken. If you like chicken, whatever you like, if it's free and you could go get it, you're missing out on that in your marriage. You got to go and follow up with your wife. All right. Follow up with her. If she, if she shares anything emotional with you, doesn't matter. Good, bad, uh, indifferent. If it's emotional, you need to follow up with her in the appropriate time for whatever the situation is. Now, uh, I realize that not every man listening to this is going to agree with what I just said. And that's OK. Uh, that is where the challenge comes in. If your mindset is telling you that this is going to make me seem weak because my wife shouldn't uh, like 
she's better seen, not heard or anything like that. I've heard a lot of things that I'm not going to share on this podcast because I don't condone them. Moral of the story, if that is your mindset, then the challenge, because you're listening to this content, you're trying to grow to become a better husband. So I'm challenging you. Now, you know, if you made it to this point in the, in the podcast, then you're probably wondering, okay, maybe I can apply some of these things because this information is really useless if you're not going to take action on it. And that's the goal here, which is why the tagline of the show is find a way to love your wife every day. This could be one of those ways. How can I be more approachable for my wife to come to tell me that the paint is drying on the wall in the room? Am I going to care about the paint drying? Maybe not. But you know what? I'm going to put forth the best effort that I possibly can as her husband to show her that she can come tell me that the paint's drying in the other room. And I'm going to respond to her in love every single time. When you get to that point in your marriage, your communication, your intimacy is going to grow and you're going to get deeper and you're going to show her love in a true, genuine way. So if that's something you're interested in, then pay attention to this episode, rewind it, go back over those eight steps of developing your communication skills with your wife and apply them today. Start a conversation with your wife and just apply those. And you can even tell her like, hey, I want to try this out. Right. And let her know that you're improving. This is going to build your marriage. Like when you tell your wife that you're trying to be a better husband for her. She's going to reciprocate and, you know, in in theory. Right. And I say in theory, but I have lots of husbands that have confirmed this. My own marriage has confirmed this. When you tell your wife that you want to become a better husband for her. It makes her want to step her game up to become a better wife for you. Now, this all depends on where it is that you are in your relationship at the time that you tell her this. Right. If you're in the doghouse and you've been doing some stuff, it might go uh, a little unheard until your words and your actions start to match. Once your words and your actions start to match, she'll say, you know what? I need to become a better wife for my husband. And then your marriage will grow. So hopefully this content was helpful. If it was, share it with a friend. Any of the interaction engagement things that your platform allows for, if that's rating, if that's giving it a follow, a subscription, whatever, please do that so we can get this into uh, it just tells that platform that this content is valuable and it'll share it with other people who will also find it valuable. Now, uh, if you know someone that can benefit from this content, please share it with them. Because uh, my goal is just to help husbands learn how to love their wives every day. And I think in our current uh, society, we need this more now than ever. So if you want to help me with that mission, please share this content with someone who you think it would be value added to. And until next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.